on TV, online, and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Artificial intelligence taking people's jobs is no longer a future concern. It has now become a reality. According to a recent report, thousands of jobs have been lost to AI, and this is only the beginning. So how concerned should you be for your job? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's get started. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Analysts say it's getting clearer that AI programs like ChatGPT could displace white-collar workers the most. While many experts are still struggling to understand the impact these new advancements could have on the labor market, Goldman Sachs is estimating that 18% of jobs globally could be eliminated due to AI technology. According to executive coaching firm Challenger, Gray and Christmas Incorporated, nearly 4,000 jobs have already been lost to artificial intelligence in the United States for the month of May. That marks a 20% jump from April. Here's Jeffrey Hinton, the godfather of AI. I think there's a lot of different things we need to worry about with with these new kinds of digital intelligence. And so what I've been talking about mainly is what I call the existential threat which is the chance that they get more intelligent than us and they'll take over from us, they'll get control. That's a very different threat from many other threats, which are also severe. So they include um, these things taking away jobs, that it'll make the rich richer and the poor poorer. That's not AI's fault. That's how we organize society. For more, let's bring in Chad Burmeister, the founder and CEO of BDRAI. Thanks so much for joining us. So should artificial intelligence be viewed as a tool to support workers or a replacement for their roles? You know, I've had over 150 guests on my podcast in the past three years, and that's one of the topics that I ask at the end of the podcast, which is, should I be concerned about my job as AI comes into the marketplace? And the general consensus is no, not really. Uh, I look at the overall economy in the world and all the employees, and there, I think since 91 to now, the world market of employees has gone from 2 billion to 3 billion. So when we're talking about the loss of 69, sorry, 83 million jobs is what Forbes predicted, across three, you know, 300 billion uh, or 3 billion. That's a lot of, that's a very small percentage. Um, And there'll be 69 million jobs that are created as a result of AI. So the net differential of only 14 or 15 million across billions and billions of jobs around the world, I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal as people might, might think it may be. So that's a really interesting point because we are already seeing generative AI and chat box like chat GPT changing the nature of existing work. So you're saying that this could also potentially create new jobs. Could you explain that a little further? Sure. Well, let's look at a, an example of a technology called Vacodia. They're a Florida-based organization, and they go into contact centers around the world and help them to add AI, phone conversation AI, 
to the contact center. So a lot of these jobs have been traditionally sourced in India or the Philippines. And the math that they're articulating is that it could disrupt as many as 60 to 80% of those jobs in that call center. Um, so the cost, the quality, there's just a lot of enhancements with this level of AI like you see from Bacodia. Now, what do those 70 to 80% of workers do instead? There's always a lot of other jobs that they could be in. So again, I think what happens is, yes, we may have a few net loss jobs, but overall, those folks that are working in the Philippines and India and in US-based call centers um, finding additional work. And I think what you'll find from a customer experience perspective is that now with the 20 to 30% of people that are left to handle those calls, you'll get a very high level of quality service because those will be the people that are uh, that get triggered the live conversation when the AI is unable to uh, to pick up the conversation. So I think there's just a lot of net new opportunity and there's industries and other that we never even have thought of that will become available as a result of the advent and, and acceleration of AI. Could you share a little bit your analysis of situation, maybe from a business standpoint, and then also from an employee standpoint, possibly soothing people about their nerves in terms of what they can expect moving forward with this new technology? Yeah, from a business perspective, if you're the founder and CEO, it's your role to make you have a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders, to your customers. And, and so it's your job to make sure that you're optimizing your operations. Um, there's a book that I'm going to hold up called The Sales Innovation Paradox by Dr. Howard Dover. And he talks about that fiduciary responsibility that's held by the CFO and the CEO. And as these technologies come into place, they are going to be responsible for making sure that they're aware of them and using them or, you know, their job could be in jeopardy because they're not using the technology. Now, if you're a knowledge worker, uh, sales development, business development, that's what my company initials stand for, business development representative. That job has exploded over the last 10 to 15 years. Um, every few years, you would see a doubling of that role. Um, I think that is now slowing and we may see a slight drop over the next couple of years because now you can have one salesperson that can do the job of two or three. Um, there's a really good terminology in the market. And I've been to several AI conferences over the past five years. It's called the, the great decoupling. And it talks about how productivity goes up and the need for employees doesn't go up at the same pace. So I think the good news is just like when the internet came, came to being maybe in the early to late nineties, um, the economy had a very good pop. And I think we're in a similar situation as AI becomes adopted and you can see one person being able to do the job of one and a half or two people in some cases. Um, I think it's going to get really, really interesting. The market opportunity opens up. Somebody on my podcast recently said, um, the CEO of Trueversity, his name is Joe Papa. And he said, you don't have to, if you're an employee and a knowledge worker, you don't have to be worried about being replaced by AI. You should be worried about being replaced by someone who knows how to use AI. And I thought that was very well put. 
Oh, that is very interesting. So when looking at this and this potential change in the working market, how do you think automation affects wages and how will wages affect automation? Well, I, I when, when AI first started to show up on the scene, and I've always been at the bleeding edge of technology. So I'll post something, you know, in 2019, before really chat GPT was a known thing. And people would say, oh, this is terrible. We need to tax the bot as if they're a person. And, I, you know, I just smile. And it's like, that's like telling you that a tractor needs to be taxed as if they're a person because, you know, we don't have the 10 people that are going to plow that field anymore. And it's a tractor that's doing the work. So um, what I what I do appreciate is when Elon Musk sent out a note to hundreds of CEOs and said, do we need to slow this train down? Because we need to think of some of the repercussions of what does occur and, and how quickly it occurs. And I think there needs to be change management. There needs to be an understanding uh, within organizations of encouraging employees to look for where can we use AI so that we don't become obsolete. And then if you do put the suggestion box in to upgrade one of the business processes, then what do you recommend you do in place of data entry work or handling inbound calls or that sort of thing? Um, I have a case study from five years ago when I joined a company here in Denver, Colorado, they had 28 salespeople handling inbound phone calls. And because of technology with email automation, social automation, and a phone dialer, we were able to take the 28 and deliver the same or better results. In fact, we had 30% better results by a team of two. And those oh. 26 people were not asked to see the door. They actually mm -hmm. were given raises and took on other roles and responsibilities. And that team grew to over 100 people. Well Really fascinating case study. Thank you so much for your time. More ticker news right after this.